Look at that. We are live on the side quest live on a very wonderful, warm ish. Warm ish, uh, yeah. March, March night, Friday night here. Hey, it's we're two days away from spring. So that's a good sign, finally. Uh, I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Dolly Domofsky, the person to the left of me. Right. Another host. Whatever. Another Taylor host. Bliss. Taylor. Thunder and Taylor Bliss. I don't, I'll come up with a good one. Tubular Taylor Bliss. How's it going, Taylor? Pretty good. Another week down. I like that. Another week down. Another week yeah. down. It's good. Four more uh, until packs, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and unfortunately, they still haven't freaking put the um, exhibition the list on. I know. Exhibition list is, just let everybody know uh, we are going to be at packs. We have two panels that we're going to be um, we're going to be on it. Oh wait, the the schedule's up. The Did it really just post? Is up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let me share this. It literally just posted. You are seeing uh, magic happen. Schedule. Here it is. Ready? Bam. Look at that. Schedule. <clears throat> oh, what's our competition? Let's see here. We are. Uh, uh, I think we are Friday. Let's move to Friday here. Da, 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 da. Friday, April uh, 22. A seven is better than a 10 when mediocre games attack. Okay, That's Bobcat us. Theater. I remember Bobcat that. Bobcat Theater. Have you ever played a game that isn't perfect? It's filled with annoying bugs. Doesn't achieve absolute narrative heights. But you still somehow love it. We do. Uh, yeah, it, it's like yeah, any game that's a 7.2 review score is actually a perfect 10. So join us for that one. That's going to be fun. Bobcat Theater, 1230 to 130 Eastern Time, 930 to 1030 Pacific. So uh, y'all on the West Coast, let us stay awake. <clears throat> and then later that day, um, we have, where is it? Somewhere. Cosplay 101. No, I'm just kidding. Cosplay 101. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine Cosplay 101 hosted by the SideQuesting crew. Wordle Royale. Here it is. Why did I skip right past it? Okay. Uh, Friday, 430. April 4.30 at oh, the Condor Theater right down the road there. We're going to be doing a Wordle Royale. JJ, JJ Taylor and I. Dan Hevia may or may not make it, but if he doesn't make it, then we're going to have a, we have a fill in. Tom Johnson's going to be our fill in for that one. So, um, <clears throat> we're going to have a, actually anybody who wants to be on this can be on this because it's going to be pretty, <laughs> pretty insane. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, those are our two panels Wordle, freaking Royale. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, we're talking about video games oriented. You know, Wordle Battle Royale style is it? That's what we're planning on, right, Dolly? Yes, yes. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, uh, we're gonna kind of start off with uh, just some tips on how to play Wordle, um, but mostly we're gonna get into uh, uh, like an actual Wordle Royale, which I think is gonna be a lot of fun. And with the the Word Master, I guess I don't know what Word Lord, Wordle Lord. We'll figure it out, uh, JJ. Um, I think Wordmaster might just be what we go with there. Maybe just Wordmaster. I like that. I like that. Grammatical ninja. But uh, yeah, so expect that. Word or last. So we get, those are our two our two uh, shows there. Let's see. Is the Expo Hall. Do we have the... 
Uh, it doesn't have the expo hall there yet. Um, oh well. Hopefully they'll get the uh, the rest of the stuff listed on who you know who's going to be there and all that. But yeah, nothing yet. Okay. List of exhibitors soon. Anyways, there you go. Schedule. So there's some good stuff. I'll have to peruse it because I love to see the uh, as much as I love the games. I love to see the um, uh, go to cool panels and stuff and. So have a good conversation. It's always this is my uh, this is my first time being on the panel, so I'm excited. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's gonna be. You're gonna do great. You're gonna. I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I always thrive under pressure. So, <laughs> uh, well, we have a good show for you today. It's just the two of us, which means yeah. it'll be shorter. Thank God. Um, wait, no, Taylor's on there. Never mind. Yeah, throw no, that no, out. no, no. I throw that out the window. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm gonna. All that means is that I have more time to say everything that I want to about all the topics that come up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And speaking of topics, we do have a few, uh, which is what I'm trying to find right now. A few of the topics, and feel free to to hop in if um, if I miss something. But uh, let me let me start with this one. All right, get ready. Please. This is the big one, the one we've we've all been talking about. I'm going to share the screen here because it's just hot off the press. Well, not hot off the presses, hot off the something we, we kind of expected, but maybe not fully. But who knows? EA has canceled EA Play yeah. Live for 2022. This is the, you know, they always did this sort of E3 adjacent showcase Um for the last five, six, seven years, maybe because uh, they they—it's um, been they a while. Disappeared off of the you know the main E three show floor, and then just kind of started doing their own. You know, I think there. I I feel I feel slightly targeted, especially considering that I think it was just last week that we were talking about. You yeah. know, it does not matter what happens with E three because you know the big players are going to still have their stuff in july um so the way that i read into this is that ea really had that little to show that they were gonna say e3 is not happening it's our <laughs> chance to bow out gracefully yeah. and not have to worry about the fact that we really didn't have that much to show you know we just saw the dead space stuff what eight days ago ten days yeah. ago or something like that what that means to me is that there wasn't much else other than that to talk about. Um, if it, if they had 30 minutes of stuff to show, they'd put a 30 minute presentation on. I, I, I can't think of how else to really interpret that in my opinion. No, I completely agree with you. And I think, um, so they, they gave the message to, um, uh, our friends over at IGN basically saying, you know, uh, we love EA play live. I'm, I'm reading here. We love EA Play Live. It's our way of connecting with our players. Are exciting. We have exciting things happening at studios this year. We'll reveal much more of these when the time is right <laughs> for each of them. Uh, In other words, uh, yeah, we don't have uh, any. We may not have enough product coming out this year to showcase all in one in one bunch. Um, I mean, Dead Space. We just talked about it. it's going to be early yeah, please, 2023. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> And so that's why they kind of got that out of the way and they're going to keep, and what, I mean, what are you going to do a sports showcase where you see Madden FIFA and NHL again? And and let's say hypothetically, they kept dead space hidden, right? Until this showcase and a dead space remake is not enough to headline, uh, entire 
E3 style, you know, summer showcase. It's not enough. So, Agreed. Uh, you know, they probably didn't have anything big enough to do it. So, <laughs> exactly. Imagine, imagine, think, uh, <laughs> believe, I, listen, man, I would love to think that Skate 4 is a thing that still exists, if yes. only. Yes, um, definitely. But uh, trust me, it, let's put it this way. If Skate 4 was in the pipeline in a state where they could present it this summer, they would have an EAA play happening this summer. But that's not the case. No. <clears throat> uh, but it's, you know, it, it's it's a bummer, but I mean, it's totally understandable. It's a weird yeah. transition time right now for gaming. Uh, we're Xbox, from everything we've heard from so- other sources, they're still planning a some type of showcase, which we kind of figured they do have, they do have a lot of games coming this year, a lot more. Um, Sony obviously has a bunch of stuff coming the second half of the year. They're, you know, they can, if they can get yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, running, then maybe we'll have something this first half. But the, we're going to see, half. we're going to see something from the big three, no matter what yep. Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft are all going to put a showcase out. Um, and we may know. see those now, you know, maybe it's not June anymore. Maybe it's like sometime end of May, throughout june uh instead of the typical e3 week but you're gonna have you know you're gonna still have square enix is still gonna show off something right they still yeah they've got a bunch of stuff coming this year um they have you know they they have to stall for spoken hype out in some in some way so but yeah there's uh there'll still be stuff i know you got summer game fest right so you're gonna have you may have something at uh for ea at summer game fest so um yeah, and it's kind of a bummer, but uh, I mean, what did they have last year? Battlefield, and and that was kind of it, I guess. I mean, if let's think about it this way: Battlefield twenty forty two was their main showcase from last year. Look how that released. Look how that. Maybe it's a good idea. Yeah. Hold on. It's awesome. I, I would. I would also recoil and be like, Yeah, you know what? E three is not <laughs> happening, and we'll just take the break. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there was an Xbox indie showcase i did xbox showcase this week which was which was pretty cool um a lot of cool projects i'm gonna touch on this one right now because i just started playing it tunic just surprise launched oh. uh the other day i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna be talking about this one during the during the, the next segment but i bet we will, bet we will but this was one of the many uh i mean this game has been kind of uh, you know, in the works for a long time. Yeah, I don't. In, I don't want to call it. I don't want. I don't want to call it development hell specifically. A because I don't know the the specifics about it. I haven't talked to anybody. It's like I don't have any, um, in, you know, inside knowledge on it. But it has taken a very long time to get here. Yeah, in the neighborhood of eight years, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Tunic is absolute is an easy headliner as far as it, uh, idea at at Xbox was concerned for this week. Um, it is the standout from the showcase by by far. There were there were a couple others, uh, so I'm gonna switch yeah, over right now to um, uh, another friend of ours, uh, our good friends at uh, at Game Informer. Uh, first of all, shout out to uh, our. Our friend, wonderful friend, Andrea Renee, for hosting the um, idea at Xbox over on, on, on Twitch. That was really cool. Um, <clears throat> bunch of stuff that that came out of it. I mean, I love the I love the indie the indie uh, directs that Nintendo puts out. I love the indie stuff that Microsoft does. I think this was probably their strongest one because of that two Nick surprise launch. But yeah. um, I love it because 
indie devs to me the line is sort of blurred now when it comes to I mean, indie and and triple a and quadruple a whatever that means now it's just games are games and any game you yeah. play is just crazy. it's 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 not it's not 12 years ago anymore yeah. 20 you know summer 2010 when it was the xbox are you know summer arcade uh when castle right, crashers right. released and 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 all that stuff so you know it's you know it's we're we're in the days where indie is everything of outer wilds it's mm-hmm. tunic mm-hmm. it's you know studios of 20 studios of you know almost 100 still count as yeah. indies and you know with the same people that you know teams of one creating games so so this is this is just I'm just using Game Informer because really nice rundown of, of some of the stuff that uh, that showed up. Immortality, I know a lot of folks, and myself included, like uh, her story, Sam Barlow, has put out yeah. this new game, which is sort of a weird three three part, it, right? It's a three part, and you're kind of playing or exploring footage from these lost movies to try to find out what happened to Marissa Marcel. There we go. Cool idea. Um, great, uh, great. Great info there. You know, Flintlock. I n- never played. Uh, there was a Flintlock before, right? Was there like an original Flintlock? I actually don't know. That's that's one no. of the ones that are that's past my uh, <clears throat> oh, past my expertise. Flint Hook. I'm sorry, I was thinking Flint. Yeah, Hook. Flint Flint Hook okay. was a roguelike um, 2D pixel art, which was pretty that's sick. Right? Yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, Curse to Golf. That's one we've been keeping an eye on. JJ even had a chance to play it at PAX West. Hey, guess what? It's going to be at PAX East. Uh, yeah, I'm. A little, oh, is it? Uh, yes, I, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to get my hands on it, and I was also excited to learn that it was going to be a Game Pass game. So yes, it's Game Pass, which is fantastic. Uh, Escape Academy. Um, I am Eight Bit. That's their first their first game that they're publishing. So I am Eight Bit. Remember, they were kind of this kind of cool little art based uh, art music um, uh, gaming not company, but they kind of helped uh, showcase the incredible talents around games. Well, this is their first actual publishing project uh they're working with uh, skybound and coin crew um it's a school where promising students train to become the ultimate escape room master and it did look kind of cool uh you know it's basically like a bunch of you're playing through a bunch of escape rooms in a weird in a weird way so um it's kind of an idea uh whale fall i didn't see much of this but it's a you know it's that jrpg style which really kind of uh Felt a little like, uh, you know, had a little bit of the Chrono Trigger-ish feel to it just from from what they explained. So kind of cool there. And then this is the one that JJ lost his uh, yeah. lost his stuff over. Too bad, too, too bad JJ's not here to talk about his, yes. his pure excitement for WrestleCrest. Yes. So, yeah, a, 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 you know, we I like golf story, sports stories coming out. Um, <laughs> all these it, WrestleQuest. Why not? So I think it's a cool idea uh mega can and skype sky bottles all over this um yeah fantasy rpg and pro wrestling and it even has like some sort of well-known apparently pro wrestlers in there you know uh, listen the- it, it it worked it worked for dodgeball uh yeah, last exactly. summer why not for wrestling so there you go yeah so the uh macho man andre i mean rest in peace to both those guys but yeah it's, it's a cool yeah. idea awesome idea and then game pass like we said tunic is coming to game pass uh today um uh, Crusader came yesterday, I think. Yeah, was it yesterday? Well, yeah, it's available yeah. now. I should say available. it's yeah, it is now available. Um, and then you have uh, yeah, Crusader Kings. I never played any of the Crusader Kings games, but I, I guess yeah, and you're not going to find my expertise here. Yeah, Trek to Yomi. 
this Trifty Yummy is going to be a is going to be a big one. That one's going to yes, probably uh, do do some news Kurosawa running. style, yeah, man, count me in, count me in. And then they had like a bunch of montages and stuff. Paradise Killer, which is available now. Uh, I think that's that's an awesome game. If you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Um, it's on Switch. That's the, kind of the first place it showed up, and now it's on PC and console. So yeah, definitely worth worth checking out. So yeah, tons of stuff. Um, more, you know, that I can even kind of go through, but uh, really cool um, ID at Xbox. And I'm trying to think of, uh, and I play, hey, Playland, you made it. Uh, and I'm trying to think of, uh, see what else we had here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, yesterday, was it? Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Taylor's absolute favorite. Fa- you know, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click. Let me click the yeah, video please. instead of. Instead of the uh, the link here, I'm just going to open this sucker up. Click that. Instead of the the article that I had up, I'm going to post the uh, the video of Taylor's absolute favorite IP, the one that he grew up on, uh, reading those books, reading those those J.K. Rowling books, Hogwarts Legacy State. Why are you doing this whatever. to me? Yeah, you go. Uh, Hogwarts is a. Uh, <clears throat> This was announced in September of 2020. I thought it was announced like five years ago, but apparently I was wrong. It just seems like that long because we haven't really heard anything from it. But um, was it Avalanche not? From, it wasn't. It was last. It was last year. Are you uh, sure? September of 2020. <laughs> I thought it was a lot earlier than that, but nope. September 20 at the Sony showcase. I think they had. Yeah, a- actually, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not. This is the first time I'm watching this trailer. I did not watch it. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't i i caught it several hours after it debuted i was i was on the road at the time so i didn't get a chance to watch it but uh, they're calling it an open world uh action rpg um i'm i'm going to take open player. i'm going to take i'm going to take open yeah. in quotation marks man after elden ring and breath of the wild before that and elder scrolls there's no such thing as an open world game that comes anywhere near those i mean none of the vet, assassins creed games are really open world it's just you know dots on a map uh, but anyways yeah um, supposedly open world, whatever that means. Uh, but um, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, you get, it takes place, what, a hundred years before uh, the events of Harry Potter. And you supposedly you're a new recruit who's jumping into the fifth year of, of Hogwarts and you get sorted into a house and you've got to find out where this ancient magic that only supposedly you can feel or you're in tune with um, is, is coming from. And uh Someone's someone's trying to take down Hogwarts. So there's classes you can take. Uh, there's <clears throat> you can fly around on a broomstick, which is kind of cool. Sure, why not? Um, there's look at you can get a really cool diverse cast, which J.K. Rowling hates. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> the uh, she's gonna cancel me, isn't she? Uh, it's I don't I don't think you have to worry about that, Dali. I'm gonna be perfectly bit. honest with you. Uh, visually, it looks looks. Pr- I mean, the sets are really cool. I I don't know how much of an open world it can be when it's inside a building instead of a castle like like how open world is that but hey maybe open world is yeah i mean i i I gotta i I gotta i gotta tell you like if i'm if if i'm debuting debuting an open world game and it's the x weeks after elden ring launches i'm fucking recoiling oh what I mean, should, everyone's uh, using open world just for what yeah. they're just saying, you know what? Uh, this racing game, Gran Turismo is open world. All right, sure, sure it is, bud. You have a certain um, amount of freedom, which is more freedom than other games 
in the genre offer and that's what open world means i mean like yeah i guess but also not quite yeah but uh i mean you know it i I don't know what to think i don't know how it's gonna do only because it's it's kind of the most action oriented version of of harry potter it's an adult you know this is gonna be aimed at adults people our generation i should say like 20s and up the folks that grew up with harry potter in the in the the aughts or the knots whatever it is sure um, uh, because it's it's definitely much more mature from a design and style standpoint you know than right the, i mean this looks like a little bit darker a little, little real little grittier yep you know you think you think about the ps2 uh, or the PS1, uh, or was there PS1 Harry Potter? No, pro- to PS2 sure and onwards. They're probably, they're probably um, you know, that they, they didn't say, let's think about the generation that's just reading Harry Potter and, and catching it now. It's okay. Who Who's the people that played the PS2 Harry Potter games and we're going to cater to that generation even, even now, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. 12 years, 20 years later. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, cool. I mean, you're gonna have because it takes place 100 years before. You're not gonna see, you're not gonna see Harry. You're not gonna see Hagrid probably, but you're gonna see a nearly headless net. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I, I believe that was nearly nearly headless Nick. I believe is the one you're looking yes, for there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. So uh, I mean, I, I with all the controversy behind um, you know the creator J.K. Rowling, uh, kids kids love this. Love the books. It gave them something to, you know, ima- you know, let their imaginations run wild, and it built up this huge following. And and people are happy when they, generally, when they when they're into Harry Potter stuff. But I mean, I recently watched the movies all the way through, and uh, to be honest, they're not great. But it's it was it's not designed for somebody who's forty three years old. So I I, I understand. I uh, I've actually. I mean, I'm clearly not the uh, target audience because I've never watched any of them so i don't there know what go. to tell you um but hey that's coming out this year there you go yes yeah i uh i know nearly headless nick yeah i just <laughs> I, I don't know why i kept saying ned but um so yeah hey that's coming out this year supposedly they said holiday they didn't get didn't give a firm date they're probably they're so here's my what do you here's are there here's why are you what do, they said holiday all right ready yeah go for I it i think they say holiday because I'm still convinced that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year. They haven't put a date on it. It's probably October because it's it's October. It's the bloody month type of thing. You know, it's Halloween horror. Uh, and so I think that's going to be their Halloween-ish game, October game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this launches um, uh, sometime towards the end of November or beginning of December. I could definitely see this as sort of like beginning of December. I can definitely see it as a December game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Mortal Mortal Kombat 11 was three years ago. I mean, it was uh, yeah. April of April of 2019, so about the right time for the next Mortal Kombat game to come out. And while we, while nothing's been officially announced, um, I will just say that we have. Uh, if you hop into the side questing Discord, you may run come across some people who. Were, uh, live and work in Chicago and happen to bump into f- staff from NetherRealm Studios who like to get drunk and spill the beans about whatever project. <laughs> the side questing Discord is always a good place to be. But uh, yeah, hey, whatever. Harry Potter. Um, 
looks interesting. Surprisingly, surprisingly, it's coming to Switch as well. That was kind of buried on the website. In the yeah, I was gonna, I was going to so wait until we got to me, the uh, end before. We, but like, you look at all of this footage and you're like, yeah. I mean, when are we going to announce the part that it's streaming only? Or yeah, you know, like where not, where. Where's the caveat portion, right? It's a boxed game that's going to be sold at Amazon and Best Buy. It's wild. So, hey, whatever. I don't know what kind of wizardry they're going to use to get this on Switch. See, thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, whatever. We'll see. The only reason I bring it up is that look at the game. I don't know how they're going to get that onto. I mean, here's the only thing about it. Like, I'm going to be completely honest about it. If the game that's supposed to run like this is going to go on Switch, it's going to just look like dog shit, dude. Oh, it's gonna look it's like just going to look real it bad. It's going to look bad. I, I mean, unless they got the dudes who did um, the Doom ports to go on here to like literally min-max Maybe, every, si- yeah, yeah, yeah. every single portion of every part of the game. like That's the only way that you get anything that looks even close to good. But this, this thing is going to run at 30 FPS, and it's going to look bad oh yeah uh, unless i'm wrong i mean i could always be wrong i just don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well there we go airy pull ah uh it's coming to your oh console. good cards i think that's it i think that's it for for news did you have any any other news things you want to drop uh there i mean i mean drop no i mean this is like, other stuff that other people... news? Yeah. i'm definitely not breaking any news um what was the other stuff that happened? Uh, the Gran Turismo Seven outage, I think, is noteworthy. Um, <laughs> dudes make Gran Turismo Seven, make a almost exclusively single player game, and then are like, "Okay, yeah, but what happens if se- if server side stuff goes down and the game is just unplayable?" God, it's, Oof. Just, it's, it's just it's a real it's a real bad look at the whole thing man um you know it wasn't six years ago that sony was talking smack about yeah, don't tweet. work don't Everyone's yeah i mean that yeah tweet. yeah exactly everybody's retweeting the the sony tweet about don't worry about discs because guess what you don't have to check in online. Our games just work. Unless it's Gran Turismo 7, in which case, listen, sorry, you had to check into servers so that you could do your microtransactions, right, and nice. you can't play the game otherwise. It Shit just sucks, man. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, there's an Elden Ring update. That's whatever. There's some balanced stuff. They nerfed a bunch of stuff. No, yeah, I mean, they nerfed. It was mostly nerfs, though, in that, in that balance. Uh, one thing I thought that was really curious about it, though, and so, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, as we've talked about in the other shows. I've been trying to do a lot of the the, the story quests for, there's a lot of NPCs in Elden Ring. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, I've been, and I've been trying to do story quests as I as have been available, and there's been one, a couple of characters that have been notably appear, like, what appear to be uncompletable stories hmm. and in this in the in the patch notes for sure this this today's patch was like all right we added in this these people's continuation of their story quests dog has been, has been out for like almost two weeks like people have already completed the game and are on new game plus or new game two plus 
Whatever. And and we just added the complete like for me, it's entirely possible that I'm too far through the story to be able to complete like talk to those NP like NPCs just like fucking die all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like you 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 complete one story element and you go back and that person's like they, they don't exist anymore or they're dead. Mm-hmm. It's it's it was that was just especially weird with how complete the launch of the game felt in almost all other respects. Um, it was just an oddity um, that I found true. about, especially Very with true. just how, with how good the rest of the game felt on launch. Um, and I was trying to think there was one other thing that came out that I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. Sure. It'll pop in along the way. Sure. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there were some delays this week. There were. Uh, there's always and, delays. There's always going to. Guess what, guys? There's going to be plenty of delays. There was the Moon Studio stuff. There's. Um, yeah. Annapurna stuff. There's a lot. Uh, there's, hey, guess what? Uh, there are still rotten people out there, unfortunately. And uh, I really do hope that we can, you know, uh, we get that culture gets, unfortunately, has to get exposed. I hate saying it that way. That's a wrong word to say. Hope that, that it comes to light that these things um, are happening, and then that gets corrected, and we get safer, safer workplaces, and people feel like they're valued. I think the most important part is you want to feel valued at uh, whatever job or career you're at, whether you're in person there or you're remote. Um, so yeah, hey studios, uh, do 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 better. Hey people, do better. Uh, yeah, if you think oh, of, the, I, oh. the last thing I want to talk about was just a just a brief foray into numbers talk. Oh, yeah. um, Twelve million for Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, on its what first week, mm-hmm. or is, it, is that what we have numbers on? Um, or at least that's what came from mm-hmm. from Soft, as far as what they revealed the sales numbers were. Um, and then we had numbers for Triangle Strategy, eight hundred K worldwide, Switch only, right? Yeah, yeah. Elden Ring was uh, uh, 18 days, by the way. It's 12 million over 18. 18 days. days. Okay, thank it's, you. It's still, it doesn't, one week, it's still under a month, yeah. which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about under 30 days, 12 million. It took Dark Souls, I believe the the comparison was Dark Souls 3. It took four years to hit 10 million or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it's something that, I mean, FromSoft said that they expected to. They didn't. They basically they took. They expected multiple years to hit this sales mark number. So, um, if at all, if they were going to get to that, point, yeah, if they were going to hit it at all. So, you know, yeah, what's I, what? easiest marketing campaign of all time where they just they were hyped, just took took it away. I think. Um, so I mentioned it last week a little bit you uh, uh, on the show, uh, but I wanted to bring it up again. Uh, there's this amazing like social moment, right? And it happened with uh, yeah. Animal Crossing a couple years ago, where the discourse, whether you like it or don't, everybody was talking about the same game. And it was right when there yeah. were other big games. Was Doom Eternal came out the same day as as Animal Crossing New Horizons, right? And nobody was really talking about Doom Eternal. Everybody was talking about Animal Crossing. Yeah, Elden Ring's the same way right now. Um, and they both kind of both these games landed at 
in a, at a point in time where people were looking for a very distinct type of escape or conversation or whatever, obviously animal crossing, we were all, a lot of us are still on lockdown. So, or really we're just getting into lockdown. So we were kind of stuck. Um, we couldn't go anywhere. So why not go to an Island and everybody could talk happy, cheery things. And, and right now, uh, with Elden Ring, obviously there's there's atrocities going on. There's a war going on right now, and we want to, you know, it, the one of the big pitches of Elden Ring is death and rebirth, death and rebirth. Like no matter how bad things are out there, y- you can come back. You can come back to it. And you can be better, and you can learn from things, and you kind of find some joy in loss by this giant big open world, which this massive open world, one of the biggest in all of gaming ever. And yet it's small enough where we're all connected. We're all finding things to it. And I think that discourse around it and, and kind of the way things have been happening in, in just world events right now um, lined up so perfectly that, you know, that day one uh, Elden Ring sales, I, I actually, I believe that the discourse around Elden Ring and everybody posting video clips of just the, the crazy stuff that's happening. Part of me wonders if sales actually didn't weirdly accelerate or at least not drop off like they normally would with other big games. Like other just, because, games. just because yeah. of continuous. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All of us were talking about it. We were posting pictures. We were giving each other tips online. Uh, and I, th- I think it was just a perfect, I hate to say perfect. It was, it, it landed at the at a time when people kind of needed some sort of social interaction. So good, great for them. You know, is it going to be, I, I bring it up every time there's a new monster hunter, every time there's a new souls game, is it going to be the one that gets you into souls? Maybe not, but it's the right game right now. And I really think people could really enjoy it. And I think, you know, they may find something in there and they've, they announced, you know, they're going to, they just realized, Hey, uh, this isn't going to be oh, a one-off. God. Let's get this. This is going to be an IP that we can. Really yeah, I was going to say not. Not only is it not a one-off, but it's not a. It's not a video game only IP that Correct. you know we're oh, talking man. about. Yeah, I mean, Good for them. Good you know, for them. not that I want to turn this into an Eldering cast again, but <laughs> you know, compared to the Dark Souls games, compared to Bloodborne games, there is just more happening in yeah. the game from a story side like that pulls the player in that you actually care about um i think that those side stories and side characters are more interesting than mm-hmm. the other games that they made and it it shows they and there's payoffs there so yeah okay. that's what that's what we're seeing Good for them. Uh, I love to see brand new IPs that are awesome and that have that are going to have legs on them. We're we're starved for new IPs right now because we just get continually we're just getting Assassin's Creed over and over again. We're getting Call of Duty over <laughs> and over again. We're getting the same Madden over, you know, Animal Crossing over and over, you know. When's the next Zelda coming out? It's like here's something brand new, and it's just it's so refreshing that it's even though it's a Souls like I hate it, it, it is weirdly there are. The, the tiniest little thematic and some links for the other Souls games, but it's a new IP that uh, I think we we kind of needed to to really make its mark. So good for them. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you've been playing it this week, but I know you've actually been playing something else. And I wanted yeah. let's get into what we've been playing. I wanted to hear hear about this awesome, cool 
cool game that I'm going to share the uh, the launch trailer for this. That uh, I don't know if it's awesome or cool because I haven't heard you talk about it. But let me share this this video, the launch trailer, and you can tell me tell me about Tunic. Yeah. So one of the only games I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about Tunic by starting by talking about a different game. Um, okay. One of the only games back during the uh, you know the XBLA days back when there really was summer of XBLA. Yeah. Um, one of the only games that I ever fully completed, got all the achievements on, was Fez. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, Fez, Fez was one of those games that um, had a really different and interesting approach on a genre, in that case, platforming, uh, that a lot of things just didn't do um it was interesting in its sound development interesting in its game development um and tunic does all of that and a little bit more in i mean not that <laughs> zelda games are is its own genre sure, sure. Uh, but as much as it is it does all of that for you know the isometric zelda game yes um action adventure rpg in its own way um it is i don't know i want to be playing it right now is <laughs> the is the easiest way that i can put it it's so cool sound like all of the development aspects that go into tunic i feel are perfectly done so paint the picture real quick it is a zelda like you can tell that from this trailer that we're watching as I mentioned, it's isometric. You can see he's got a sword. He's got a shield. Um, he's wearing, wearing a tunic. dude. Yeah, he's wearing a tunic. So you can tell that you know he's got little little dudes that he's going to fight um, using his sword. That part is clear. the The part that kind of elevates it is as you play along. There are pieces in that. Just actually, go back to that about like you know five seconds ago, Dolly. Um, uh, so right, I'm gonna tell you we're gonna pause right here. So this is the part that becomes the most interesting: is the fact that you unlock pieces of the game manual, and they are located. And this is this is the. I'm not sure where this is gonna land yet, and I'm. I believe, as far as I can tell, further along in the game than most other players because I have achievements that I believe are story... Like, you cannot progress without this achievement, and I'm, like, at 0.5% of people have done this so far as far as <laughs> Xbox Live is concerned. Um, so you, you find pages of the game manual as you play along, and they don't show it in this trailer... But in some pages, there's also pen marks, not just like oh, coincidental. Really? So you can you can tell it's very obvious as far as the game. I don't know if we, if, yeah, we don't see any on. Uh, Do you see it? I don't see any pen marks on here. They actually. Oh my. Okay. So here's the craziest part. There are pen marks if you play the game and you look at this page. There are pen marks on this page, but they eliminated it for the trailer, um, oh, okay. which I which which I which I find especially interesting. Um, so there is a fourth wall. I mean, 
I don't feel that bad telling you about this because this happened. Yeah. You realize this in the first 30 minutes of the game. This happens yeah. almost immediately that you see this. You're picking up pages. It's clearly about the game manual from the game you're playing, but things don't quite line up with what's in the manual versus what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you've got, you know, someone's clearly written in the margins. They've made notes. Um, and, you know, I'm 10 hours in and you're, st- I'm still picking up brand new pages, uh, that, that are filling in the blanks on stuff. And you got the, the, the mysterious, uh, yeah. So some words, some words will fill in some words. Won't you'll see there, you've got West garden and dark tomb filled in there. Um, you know, and that maybe may, later on that may say, stay away from the dark tomb or yeah, it, it, it might. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it. this is really cool whether, you know, you see it's page 28, you can freely swap pages mm-hmm. as you go along. But let's say you're in this specific portion of the map and you scroll to page 28 of your manual, you'll see where your character is on this part of the map. Oh, that's cool. All right. So, yeah, there he is. And then if you go to, and, and if, yeah, and you can see that's his little icon there. And if you go to a different zone and then you, and then you flip to the page on the manual, where that zone is referenced, you'll see his icon there instead. That's neat. But you can still freely go to all the other pages. I know it's it's just one of those things that just like isn't really done elsewhere. I don't like I don't know. I can't think of another game that's like an analog to it uh-huh. in the way in the way that it has done all of the things that it has. It- um the the thing that I've been I'm maybe about 40, 40 minutes into it right and I've already I've only got like five pages the first few pages come kind of really easy um, right but uh, what I in, what I'm enjoying about this game and it's it's I again hate to go make this an Elden Ring cast again it's that it doesn't give you you don't have a bajillion uh, tutorials you're just you no. start off it's like the little a the a button will blink to let you know to that you can interact with something but it doesn't you, you don't get a big thing that pops up that says hit the a button to interact hit the x button if you'd like to place an item on a different uh, button you have to do it it doesn't give you a big tutorial everything is contextual and everything is in the manual within the within the game so you don't need like i didn't necessarily go to the manual um when it talked about, I'm going to play this again, when it talked about the controls, which is kind of early on, like one of the first couple pages you get, it kind of shows you the controls. I just kind of figured out the controls on my own because of how the game is designed. And the reason I bring up Elden Ring is Elden Ring is the opposite. And I mentioned it before. It's like you were kind enough to say, Hey Dolly, I'll sit with you and I'll hop on a stream and I'll show you Elden Ring stuff to me. (laughs) Thank you. First of all, because I'm old, but uh, to me, that's sort of like a weird design fail. If somebody else has to teach, yeah, you I mean, them. like we we can we can be generous and say that that's a yeah. design, and say that this is a design element to say that, like, yeah, we want you to be social with it, right? Um, but at the end of the day, that's again, that's being yeah. generous. It's being, you generous. know, but here it's it's still hidden, right? It's not it's not overt. You you don't walk in. You don't get your first weapon and say, "Wow, great! You got your first weapon. Don't forget to assign it to a slot 
<laughs> and then press that button to use it. No, what happens is that you either a minute ago picked up a page of the manual that tells you how to do it, or in one minute, you're going to pick up a page that's going to tell you how to do it because you just picked it up. Um, and the first weapon, I is mean, a like, stick, stick, sorry, it's, it, is, it is a you stick walk um, forward and you get the stick. Yeah. Um, and I guess it theoretically, it is possible to miss ages. I mean, I feel like if it's an explorator of game, right? So the idea of the game is to explore the area, find stuff and pick it up. Yeah. And if it's, if you're the kind of player that's like, oh, well, I didn't look and I didn't find it. This probably is not the kind of game for you because that's going to be the rest of the time that you spend on it. Um, but if you are going to be, out there to look for stuff that's going to be in the world and then you're going to press the back button to go read the man like you know pull up that manual that we're talking about the manual pauses of the game by the way uh, since we were going back and forth on that in the discord a little bit yeah you know pressing back at any time pulls up the manual pauses the game you can read as much or as little as you want to your heart's content it tells you exactly yeah i don't know it's brilliantly done um it tells it's, you a few things because as the the text becomes more readable later, as you're learning things, you go back to those same pages in the manual and discover new things. Dude, let me tell let me tell you. So like you know everything's a little bit out of order. You know you you start by unlocking like page six, um, and then I'll get you. Then you'll get page twenty, and you know as you go along, all of a sudden, like I finally just filled in page like twenty nine, and. You know, it feels like a real game manual. So, yeah, page forty-seven references page twenty-nine, and like multiple, multiple, multiple different sections reference this one page, and then finally you get it, and you're like, "Oh shit! I have so much. I have so much stuff that I have to go back and look at and figure out now." Um, there's a, you know, if you remember old Legend of Zelda games where there was the memo section, and there is a memo section of this manual and there may or may not be somebody who wrote in stuff on a ballpoint pen into the memo section of this manual. Yeah. It's, oh, it, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, it, I don't know. It's a the classic old it's a, rental days. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's a great game. Um, it's still good. And, so good. and I, I, I can't wait to go back to it. So See, I'm, yeah, I'm to, I completely agree. Tun Very Tunic cool. is one of those special ones. I played the demo back when it was on the, um, nice. I think Steam hosted the Steam Summer or this, you know, one of the oh. Steam Indie Days, um, and I played Tunic during that, and <clears throat> the demo did not do it justice because it didn't have any of the manual bits as part of the demo. Uh, cool. It was just they the held it off. interesting. Yeah, I would. I, I'm almost surprised because I feel like you could have done a lot with a demo of just be like, here's a couple pages of the manual to make it really mysterious, but. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to discredit them because the final product is uh, making up for the rest of it. It's a, it's, I, w I can't recommend that game enough. So, especially if you're if you're like me and you liked uh, a game like Fez a lot, which has a lot of kind of pseudo hidden mysteries to it, mm -hmm. uh, plus a great soundtrack. Not the same uh, composer to it, but uh, they're both great. Yeah, I don't know. Tunic's great. I love it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, well, I 
had uh, I mean I've been playing Tunic, I've been playing Elden Ring, a few other things, but I did have a chance to preview a game last week. Um, that I'm going to play the trailer preview. For my preview. Uh, it is that season right now. It's it's kind of interesting time. Um, uh, we have GDC <clears throat> is happening. I think this week or next this week? this com- this coming week, I believe. This coming week, GDC. A lot of folks are heading out there. Then you got PAX East next month. Uh, Dice just happened. Apparently, a, a lot of folks got uh, COVID sick at Dice. So that kind of sucks. But um, uh, you know, so th- there people are getting these games kind of put together, ready for um, the end of the f- first half of the year and then the beginning of next year. And uh, got a chance to to preview a game. Um, let me preface this by saying F Zero X just launched. Uh, on the Switch Online, that's a that was the N64, I believe, F Zero game. Really fast. Um, the one thing that Nintendo understands, at least about their racing games, is that um, uh, they their goal is to hit 60 frames per second with their racers. Mario Kart, F Zero, what other ones? They have, whatever the ones they have. When it comes to games about speed, they will aim for 60 frames per second, and they'll work their way back. And that's why they tend to look really good. Um, and function really well, whether, I mean, depth wise, not, not always a whole lot of depth in some of those games, but, uh, <clears throat> speed is important. And so there hasn't been a brand new F zero game. I think Nintendo forgot M- more. There have been more F zero games as smash brothers games than there yeah. have zero games in the last 20 years, which is a really Correct. sad thing to think about. Um, uh, but, uh, I think the, um, uh, you know, so I've been missing, missing F Zero, and there have been a few games here. And I mean, there was like a weird Wipeout game that came out like f- four years ago or something, four or five years. I forget what it was. And then um, another game that came out was uh, a game called Red Out, and uh, yeah, thirty four big things is I believe the name of the studio. Um, well, guess what? They're back with Red Out Two is on the way. So they had me give oh. the game a whirl um, uh, on Steam. So the first Red Out game was really kind of interesting. It, it, there was <clears throat> there's a career mode. There's our kind of arcade modes. There's a bunch. There were a bunch of online stuff. Um, but it felt uh, a little, I don't want to say a little confined, but the, the tracks were a little on the narrower side. I remember having a few... Um, you know, I, I liked the game enough. It just kind of checked all the boxes, but didn't like overly wow me. Um, but this game is they what I liked about Red Out uh, and these kinds of games isn't just the racing aspect, it's looking at all the cool stuff in yeah. the world, right? I love the visuals because I want to see things moving really fast. At the same time, everything around it has to have like this really cool style and meaning. Red Out 2 they really went all in on the visuals and and so the right now kind of takes place in this futuristic world obviously you can see it's it's like earth down in several you know i don't know how many millennia down the line whatever the year is um but uh it uh, they really kind of focused on tying this all together right so there's a whole big world it's got the f0 feel for for that because you're you're like racing within a world not just a collection of tracks like mario kart or something um, and everything is sort of tied together, especially when you go into the into the career mode. Um, in yeah, in Redout Two, you can see that the track design 
to me, was vastly improved. Is the previous right out lot lot of straightaways, and it really kind of felt like more of the tricks that you were trying to trying to pull off. Um, and as sort of the hard focus in right out two, you have a little bit more space on the track, a little bit wider, which means it's more about racing than just blowing up the people in front of you. Um, it's more about making sure you're getting around curves. Like when you're doing certain drifts, uh, when you're doing, um, uh, I forget what they, what they call it, but there was a, there was a method where you can kind of do almost like a, a really tight little super drift and then sort of a bigger, a bigger drift. You can do uh pitching, uh, when you're, leaping off um, uh, parts like off ramps and stuff. You can actually pitch and roll the uh, do barrel rolls of the, of these ships and stuff. And they, they, they call them ships because they really are. They're more than just cars or ships, but they're designed in a way where they're uh, and this, you know, you can see some of the narrower course and it kind of opens up in other areas. Um, let me replay this again. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah, the failing, I don't say the failings, the, the sort of the roadblock, <laughs> of red out one was that it was checking the box red out two is they learn a lot from that. And they're really saying, how can we make this instead of just speed? Let's add some more life to the tracks, add some more life to the actual races, which I think is important. Uh, and I think to, to me, that is what sort of stood out more um, when I was playing this. So there's a lot, tons of new terrain. I'm gonna go over my notes for now. Tons of new terrain, uh, and that actually affects the driving this time around instead of like the first ride out, it, it, you, you didn't really feel like you were connected to the, to the world, like right out to different terrain really does affect the way you drive. Even if it's snowy or if it's dirty or dusty, or if it's like a straightaway that you can really sort of feel how that, how that adds up. Um, uh, you can, I think that you can race on the edge of a black hole and that actually does affect <laughs> like the race you, itself. Yeah. You feel like, like the gravitational pull, you feel the gravitational gravitation pulling. I think that kind of stuff is really cool. The big part about this though, is, uh, and what the, they were definitely, you know, the developers in my play session were telling me, um, was the AI aspect of this. They have an AI, uh, assistant that you can kind of set the parameters of, do you want the AI assistant just to be someone who helps you drift or just to be someone to uh, make sure that you're kind of, you know, maintaining the correct kind of speed, kind of tune this AI assistant, or do you want this, assistant you can mm. make it completely gone, turn it off if you don't want it, which is, you know, can brings that the full challenge back. Or do you want the AI assistant to be, you know, like when I'm playing Mario Kart, the bumper version of Mario, bumper bowling version of Mario Kart, where you don't fall off the edge and you just kind of keep going forward. All you're doing is tilting left and right, which is what my nephews do. Um, there are multiple levels of the AI assist, in other words. And and like Mario Kart 8, uh, this game now becomes much more accessible to, to players who are just getting into this kind of experience, which I think is really cool because... Again, the original read out, you had to be really good and really aggressive to play the game. Red out two, if I'm not great at the driving aspect, but I'm really good at the sort of shooting and battling portion, I can set my AI assist to help me focus on that aspect or, or vice versa. And I think that stuff is really kind of a cool way to make this kind of game more approachable, help tune it to what I want it to be when I'm when I'm racing. Um, yeah, and, and I thought that was just kind of a neat aspect. I think I think it's also valuable because we are just far enough removed from 
I mean, when was the last Wipeout game? PS Vita? Oh, man. Like I said, there was like a weird version that came out. I think it was a PS Vita or a PS4 game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which might have been one and the same. Uh, but either way, we're, we're at the point where you probably need to kind of provide a pseudo soft reset yeah. of yeah. To, to, to reintroduce, uh, you know, certain generations of players. Um, you know, Mario Kart has been the de facto for kart racers, uh, but like, and even Wipeout itself wasn't exactly the hugest of series. So, you know, you probably need to do something a little bit better to appeal um, to more people. Sure. Uh, quite yeah. honestly. Completely agree. Completely agree. And that that's how you grow communities around uh, around games right now. And some of the, I mean, we talked about Elden Ring earlier, right? Where it was, uh, Elden Ring is, you can play it like a Souls game, which is just, I want to hurt myself when I'm to yeah. battle these bosses. Or you can play it like how I'm playing it, which is it's a big sandbox and I'm running around the world and just doing stuff and forgetting that there's an actual story. Um, and right out, I mean, it's a racing game, obviously. It's, it's not it's not to that same level, but their 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 purpose was we want people to experience the speed of racing in the future with these really cool cars, which, by the way, you're more investing in the teams, the racing teams than you are the actual cars. Right. So it's like I'm. The, I'm I'm in the Mantis team instead of the uh you know instead of the Mantis car and that's kind of a cool aspect because you're it's it's got this F1 feel to it um but they want people to experience the speed and experience this style of game without being kind of uh put off if you haven't been in if you don't know how to like manage your Twitch controls in these kinds of games because if you're really into it you can really understand that it takes some you know hairline level movements to to make some jumps and some passes perfect but uh uh i think yeah their purpose with right out two was to try to make it more inclusive so that if i'm not good if if my eyesight isn't as great and uh catching speed if i have motion sickness i can still sort of i can still play this game from a control standpoint i should say um yeah not feel like i'm gonna fall behind and and, uh, you know one another cool thing was they they're uh they really went into and i found this as a car designer this was awesome to me they really went into the details of each vehicle and uh they were it was so cool when they're telling me this they recorded a bunch of uh like porsche and ferrari and maserati like engine sounds like they they recorded the engine sounds (laughs) and working to get um is your your spouse is dying over there? Uh, <laughs> they were they were working to get these really cool, like really throaty sounding engines, but then like added some cool tech effects to them so that the the cars that I'm racing are sort of in a weird way based on real life vehicles today, at least from an engine and sound standpoint. And that's a weird level of immersion that I found in the in this playtest that was that was awesome. So, um, mm. but I'm gonna say this. <clears throat> I played on my laptop here. So I, they gave me, I worked, played the devs for a little bit. And then I had like an, another hour to play. They kind of gave me, gave us a two hour access to the game, which is a really cool way to do. I like this style of thing. And it was through steam. Um, so I played the devs for an hour at lunchtime Then I had another hour as I was kind of working through the end of lunch. And I thought, you know, I wonder if this will work on the steam deck. And so as I'm talking to the devs and playing, 
I download the, the demo to the Steam Deck. <clears throat> and I tell the devs, I'm like, hey, hold on one second. I'm going to do something real quick. And I stopped playing on my PC and I started log back in on the Steam Deck and I played the game in the Steam Deck. Steam Deck, and they hadn't played it yet on Steam Deck, which is pretty, which is pretty cool. But uh, obviously, Steam Deck just came out. Um, but it functioned really well on the Steam Deck. Thankfully, even as a beta, right? And obviously, there's there are issues. There are going to be like it, there's obviously things that people that they're still working for. The game's several months away from a few months away from release. But uh, um, seeing speed on a it, it's different to see speed on like a big screen TV on a laptop screen and then on a steam deck or obviously the switch it's going to be on switch as well. Uh, but it works really well. Like I, I think it's really cool when you can convey sense of speed on a smaller screen and not want to hurl because it's, if you do it wrong, it can end up looking really, it can end up being too fast and really hard to follow with all the details, but right out to, works really well on the steam deck just that short like you know 40 minutes of it that i was playing on there so i was yeah and I was pretty surprised yeah and and not that i want to <laughs> swap over to steam deck talk yeah uh but it's it's fucking absolutely insane to me that a dev who's because if they were i mean and maybe they just assume that you didn't have a steam deck yeah they didn't know I had um, yeah but you know, you would think that they would talk about it, right? The bench meant, or at least mentioned that, like, yeah, this is, you know, because it's an advantage to the game, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it works on it. So it either just works because of Proton, yeah, um, or... or they or they worked on it and weren't confident about it. I'm willing to bet that it's more likely to be option one, where it just works as a Proton, That's cool. which That's is just, awesome. which is just fucking insane. Uh, yeah. To me, that they're just like, you know, you've got indie dev. I mean, not that these guys are that indie, but you've got pseudo indie devs that are out there going to make a game, and it's just going to fucking work on uh, something like Steam Deck. Um, and it was it without, great. Yeah. Before before they even test it, just because of the proton groundwork um, that have had, that's gone into stuff. Uh, that's just crazy. Anyway. I mean, they're building off of uh, the original Red Out, which I believe it right. does. That, that's a <clears throat> they're using the same um, engine, I believe, and it's and it, that functions on the Steam Deck. So you can build Deck, up yeah. of a base, then you know it's going to work. But I don't. Again, I don't know if they had planned for it, you know, on Steam Deck yet. <clears throat> but it worked right. fine. It showed up on the icons, and then and it you know it it gives you the the notification says it hasn't been tested on Steam Deck. We don't know how it's going to work. Go ahead, good luck. And it worked. It worked fine. So, um, yeah. Anyways, right out to I think it's coming this. Spring spring or something uh whatever that tra- the trailer said to like everything from uh pc steam to switch to playstation and xbox um <clears throat> and i'll have a little bit more of a write-up on the site but uh yeah i've i dig it i know jay uh jj had played a lot of the first one um i played i played enough of the first one to kind of say okay i've had a little i have had my my fill definitely more interested in this because of just the grander scale of the the tracks in the world so um, but yeah, that's that. Hey, it's uh, it's ten o'clock. We've been rocking for an hour. I think we're done. I think we're gonna. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to mention. I mean, you know, we we're. I don't know how how much else I have to tell you about how I still play Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> that's all good. I don't think. 
I don't think you really need to hear me say it again. You know, it, we I, there are a couple folks that are that are listening and and watching right now. So if anybody has any questions before we sign off, please let us know. Um, uh, I think maybe we'll make that more of a a regular feature. We can have folks ask questions, and then maybe at the end of the episode, yeah. we can kind of answer. But kind of a kind of a fun thing to do. Um, as we said again, <clears throat> we're gonna be at PAX East in a month here. In one month, three days, one month from Sunday, uh, we're gonna be at PAX East. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We have two, uh, two panels on that Friday. Definitely check it out. I'll, I don't know, hopefully we can stream it. I'll, I'll see if we can, we can do it. Um, we're not in the streaming rooms, but I'm sure we can get, uh, you know, we can get a laptop or a camera or a phone or something and just and stream it. But I think it could be a lot of fun. Either way, we'll record it, um, uh, audio or video. I'll set up a camera and we can, we can go from there. But. Uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> with that, um, find us sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on Twitch and YouTube. Um, I think we actually are sidequesting on YouTube, but I have to find it. <laughs> uh, and you can find uh, me at um, right there, Dolly, at Dolly Demosky, Taylor. At Taylor Bliss, right there. At Taylor Bliss, baby, right there. And uh, that's it. We'll see you all next episode of. Of the side